CuntCast podcast is rated not safe for work. Urban Dictionary describes it as internet content generally inappropriate for the typical workplace, i.e. would not be acceptable in the presence of your boss and colleagues. All of these definitions apply. As a result, we will provide you with 15 seconds of pleasant, non-offensive music for you to advance to the next program, acquire headphones, or lock all available doors and windows for a proper sensual cunt cast experience. Please, be safe out there and enjoy the program. Listening to a broadcast of the Cuntcast podcast, a conversation with a classically characterized cunt carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation. And I'm your host, the Jailery, and I'm joined by Mr. Aaron Rand Freeman. How do you do, sir? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm happy to be the, where this the first official recording of 2019 there are a few episodes in the can but for the most part this is the official start of the podcast new year right and you know what we are recording on my 10th anniversary as like a pod not podcaster like as a blogger or commentator Mm -hmm. i started blazingbitch.com on uh january 5th really 2009 happy anniversary yes all right. Well, this is the year where we start getting you paid more money <laughs> because you deserve it. Yes. And I also need it. Speaking of money, uh, let's thank our patrons. Well, my patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two Stevia daddies, uh, Michael Ford III and David Grassy McDaniels. Thank you. You uh, buy me food every month and I usually need it. <laughs> So thanks. And also uh, in the coming year, I know I, I talked about this last year, but Shay, Paul, Neil, and I, we wanted to have our um, bad advice show. And we are still accepting questions for that first episode. We just need enough. So uh, that's going to be in the show notes. Also, I'm it's Incessantly tweeting out the link if you want to uh, get some bad advice or good advice from terrible people. Or, well, great advice. Terrible people. That's going to be a new show. Boo-boo. Promotion. So, a lot of things have happened. I feel like 2019, I, I was hoping I'd have this miracle and once the evil, bad, terrible, no good 2018 was gone like a ray of hope would arise and things would like feel better but it just feels like 2019 just 2018 another one this year um we have nowhere to go but up and that's the best and that's kind of where that's kind of where we're at there's places to go that are not up. Um, I've read the parable of the sewer. <laughs> I kind of feel like Octavia Butler totally called American dystopia. Like she's that one guy who got really high and figured out how heaven and hell works on the good place. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, the corporatists are kind of driving us to our doom. But that's more of an unreasonable Friday's topic. This I mean, is Cuntcast Podcasts. I mean, it's relevant everywhere because the reason why we ain't got no money 
and why we all live check to check is because of unbalanced resource distribution. Yeah. So it's not wrong to observe and say anything about it. It's relevant on any, every program. Every single program would, it's not, that's just not terrible commentary. Everyone should know. Well, I mean that I will be returning to jiggling my tits on the internet because I am very poor and I would like to not feel like eating once a day or twice a day is a luxury. I like to be able to be one of those people that's like, I eat three times a day because that's what like you're supposed to do. Like, like that's a normal thing to be able to afford. That's, that's the kind of life I want to live. Right. And uh, to, to do that, I'm just, I mean, I mean, I guess this is like super good news for people who are like, I really feel bad that I missed the chance to look at Najela Ree's butthole. If, if you're one of those people, 2019 is going to be your year because back in biz. If nothing else, I'm sure you have an amazing butthole. I do. I'm like, like, I'm so angry that we live in a society where we can't be proud of our buttholes. I just feel like I got a good one. But like, nobody ever knows. I'm not going to lie. I've seen some really beautiful buttholes in life. And when you see them, it's just, it's, it's a luxury vehicle. It is. Yeah, you're just like, oh. oh. Yeah, it's just like, I appreciate that. It's true. So kudos to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm oddly proud. I know I didn't do anything to contribute. I mean, I guess I did maintenance. Um, it's I've fine. maintained it. It's fine. Um, it's underrated what a nice butthole does to the general ass like portrait as a whole is a nice butthole helps that entire thing it's really helpful to the overall look so a nice ass and a nice asshole i feel like they go hand in hand they go hand in hand and if you see it listen if you see it wherever you are however you see it just just you're if you notice it we're with you on that you might think that you're the only person noticing if someone has a really nice asshole you're not. I'm like, mm. if if you have noticed that you have a nice butthole, like, be proud, dude. Right. Or lady or non-gender confirming individual. Just say like, yeah, man. Right. My butthole's cool. Right. I mean, some some days you gotta, we're, we're grasping at straws to stay afloat. And if, if you're charmingly well proportionate and laid out butthole is all you got that you you cling to that yes we are we are about full body positivity 100 percent body positivity 100 percent. yep that includes the buttholes and the taints it does underrated taints also very underrated some people just don't have good perennial uh, situations not that there's anything wrong with that. But I just say, you know, if yours is okay, take a little pride. Like, sometimes you just have to take a win where you could get it. Right. Be it your butthole or your taint. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. That was our show. Thank you for listening to the Concast <laughs> Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. All right. Judging your taints. We are back, and the kink of the week is also back. We're going to start off, I figured, I'm not going to like set the world on fire. We're going to start off with something that I think is is pretty uh, pretty vanilla, almost. What? Depilation. What is that? That is the fetish of hair removal. Oh, yes. Let me open my encyclopedia of uh, fetish, and that includes electrolysis, shaving, waxing, um, and it encompasses. Acom- I'm gonna mess up this word. Acomonoclitic, which is arousal from 
hairless genitals, and metocure, which is the clipping or perfuming of the penis. And most people, uh, it's a common thought that people who, uh, or the reason why societies find hairless genitals uh, arousing or why uh, this fetish came about was mostly because people used to die so young. So like you got married or you got paired off to start doing your thing pretty early. Right. Sometimes that would be before you grew hair. Then people are conditioned to think, oh, hair is hairlessness is the norm. And then growing hair is a sign of like aging. So even though you don't really reach full sexual maturity until like 25, but if you've been having sex since 11, because you were married at nine, then yeah, you might think hair is a little icky. Because for most of your sexual history, you were not having sex with haired genitals. Huh. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously society is, have, have they're different now. <laughs> and uh, uh, sex used to be associated with the, the cutting of hair. So... Um, sex in general? Uh, like... Uh, I guess biblically, there's like a lot of uh, not just sex, but I guess being sexually uh, overpowered or conquered had to deal with cutting your hair. So like Delilah, she cut, uh, what's the name's hair? Samson. Samson's hair. I used to be a Sunday school teacher. (laughs) You have... um, you know, when they would conquer, they would uh, take war brides, shave them bald, and that was like to show that submission. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it also has a history of being used as a, a t- deterrent to sexual arousal. So removing of the hair, um, you know, the shaved head thing was to they would shave their wives head when they went to war to discourage men from sleeping with them okay Uh, yeah and uh the phenotians required any woman with an unshaven head to act as a temple prostitute during certain seasonal rituals so people would shave their heads to uh, avoid that Okay. Oh. Uh, people have used all kinds of methods to accomplish uh, their, to get their kick from this. So it could be uh, in, uh, during the Renaissance, they used to have Moorish bathhouses where women would remove hair but it was kind of uh well you get a happy ending but for them the happy ending was uh, they'd rip some of your pubic hair out while they did it so you associate the getting your pubic hair ripped out with your orgasm huh um sure 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 Okay. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I could, I could do that. I could see it. It would take a little bit of doing, but I can see it. Uh, shaving also plays a very practical role in wearing chastity belts. So when that was a practice, so they would see like the shaving or having sex with somebody who had shaven genitals as, oh, well, she's going to be wearing a chastity belt after I am done, so it's locked down and ready. And I can see that 
being fetishized trickles in to uh, blood sports. What? Shaving is considered a blood sport and therefore an unsafe practice. So a lot of times uh, people with the shaving fetish use like straight razors or um, not, you know, non-sterilized barber or beautician tools. Right. (laughs) So you can get some pretty nasty infections. But uh, yeah. And waxing has always been something uh, that I always felt was so close to BDSM because you, you're, you know, you're getting hot wax poured on your genitals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always feel like uh, whenever I, I go to like the spa and I get like the, the whole shebang gone, mm-hmm. I always feel like who should be paying who here? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not getting anything out of this, but you seem to really enjoy ripping the hair from my genitals. I feel like I do pro sub work every time I go get waxed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so how how do you feel about the the great hair debate? Um, do I? You mean how do I feel about it on other people? On um, oh, either or. Interesting. I uh, keep myself trim just because I, I, as a dude, I'm very aware that I just, you know, my potential for funkiness is very high. I'm a dude and I actually, uh, after intense focus grouping, I smell good regularly. I smell decent. You know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, you know, I take care of myself, but so I smell decent, but I try to keep as little hair as, like, I don't have, I don't want to have bushels of hair except on my head. Because hair traps any type of smell. So I keep myself aerodynamic. I'm not bald. Like, I'm not a professionally a professionally bald naked person. Like a wrestler or an adult or, or a porn star or anything like that. I'm trim. So I can keep... So I can just... Just, just for my own peace of mind. And hair on anybody else does not bother me. I um, prefer um, hair on anyone I ever sleep with. Because I... I um I I like the um I like the appearance of adult genitals. I I like I like it when it looks like they've, there's been a few years on it, you know, like you know, like you're a I veteran, like a veteran, you know, like I like you just have a little bit of veteranship. You can see it. Uh, I I used to always keep it really bald because um, like, the hair in my head. Black, hair, on my cunt very Asian, just straight black hair, and uh, it's not it's kind of weird <laughs> to me. <laughs> Especially because growing up my whole life everybody was like, oh, they called them like curly coos. They, they always talked about like the curliness of pubic hair, and right. then when I got them, there were no curls. So I felt like I got like dysfunctional pubic hair. With defective pubic hair, you have to email Amazon about your order. Uh, I I don't know what I'm going to do with this and I definitely shaved because the first time I had like like a steady boyfriend that was interested in oral like he said something like oh I don't have to floss and I it was just the complete utter total depletion of my arousal at that line and I just shaved ever since oh i hear you that's um by the way can we have a can we take can we have an aside to talk about how you should talk to your partner if you find that they are a little extra no yeah how you should talk to your partner if you think that they are a little hairier than you'd like because i realize that we don't have the dialogue we don't have the ready dialogue for it and for the most part we don't handle it well when we have to tell, I, I find it, it goes the other way. When we, we have, uh, when women, we think women might be a little too hairy. We don't use proper human language to treat the other person as a human. And we, we don't talk about that enough where every time, like I've never heard a story of where someone told anyone else that their pussy's a little too hairy 
in a very in a, in a mature adult conversation where there's a possibility of just constructive conclusions being made by both sides it's just not it's always just jokes like that and what was the worst thing about this particular gentleman was that he had like a fucking wolverine in his pants like claws teeth hair everything it's one well that's another thing is we don't we don't jam up men when they have bushes yeah and like the hair went halfway up his dick which is just original uh kudos to its (laughs) persistence uh he just was very hairy dude which is why every time somebody goes says like hairless asians i'm like ha lies uh (laughs) and he complained about i like i'm not the hairiest person but he complained about what hair i did have which i already felt bad about uh so i actually just one day i just shaved him he was sleeping you shaved him yep (laughs) and he had like like brillo pad nipples like just a little like a, a fairy circle hair around his nipples i just plucked him so he woke up to i already did like one nipple i was about to do the other one he woke up for that and then he was like what i was like yeah that happened it's going down it's going down that also is what you deserve for making a crude joke about your partner's pubic hair by the way he deserved all of that you can talk about you can talk about the amount of pubic hair your partner has in a constructive way. You can do it. You can do it. Yes. I do not advise removing your partner's hair without their consent. Here's the deal. This is something I did as a teenager. Right. However, this is what happens when you don't have constructive conversation. If he had said to you, hey, um, you know, um, I don't, I must be rude, but um, do you, do you think it'd be okay if you gave it like a little trim it's like i like being down there but it's you know it's it's like a little a little a bit of hair is i don't know how you feel about that i don't want to be crossing any lines but you know is that is that a thing that you do like i don't want to offend you but i was just wanted to know if you wanted to if how you felt about that then you probably wouldn't have plucked his nipples you would not have plucked his nipples i, I wouldn't right i would not have. again because you're he's he's treating you like a person he has a pre- he has a question and a preference but you're also a person with a preference and it's like a preference about your body part so he can't really he can't charge through he has to like check on check how you feel about that body part in relation to his preference because you're a person and if he doesn't do that then he gets shaved in his sleep I understand you were a teenager. No, don't do this. But if Wrong. it does happen, <laughs> it makes sense because there should always be some type of comical punishment for ignoring somebody's humanity. I'm just saying, even in the small scale, I'm okay with this. Don't do and it, audience. Don't do before it. Before you send in any angry letters, let it be known that he was very into me plucking him. So he found out that that was a thing that he liked and that's how we found out that he liked nipple play so happy ending yay treat your partner like a human yes and uh everybody thinks just because you can have the conversation there's just just have it any old way nope Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. just have some respect respect to somebody else's uh their their feelings. Sometimes you don't like being told that something that is in your body that is just growing is wrong. Right. Make you feel bad. Right. You check in on it type of thing. You check in on it. You don't you don't make jokes about it. You don't talk about how it's bad. You check in on it. Also because you don't need the go somebody to go from having a bunch of hair to being bald anyway. Word is trim. Trim. That's all. It's trim. You don't need somebody to be bald. You don't you don't if they like it, that's cool. If you guys agree on it, that's great. Don't lead with it when it comes up. No. Humanity, middle ground, median, reasonably paced conversations. We can do this. We can do this together, everyone. And also, don't like the worst things when I would have these conversations, especially when I was younger, 
uh, guys would be like, well, I was talking to my friends. Like, don't ever mm-hmm. tell me that you're discussing mm-hmm. my twat with your boys. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear that. Mm-hmm. A group of men, um, in most instances, especially a group of teenage boys, is not the right forum for these things. That's just not. It isn't. So, I yeah. would rather come across you posting about it on Reddit than hear that you're telling yes. your stupid friends about my pubic hair. Yes. I, that's, I mean, like, nobody should ever be stabbed in the face. I'm not saying you should stab people in the face, but, like, if somebody stabbed somebody in the face and they told me that was a reason, I'd be like, okay, like, yes. you shouldn't have, but I understand. Yes. It's also wrong, but also makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of wrong, terrible. Uh, have you ever got a dick pic via AirDrop? No, only via Facebook Messenger. None of them warn. None of them requested. Well, uh, at the end of November. New York became the first state to start uh, the process of making airdropping lewd images a crime. Yes. 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 But why airdropping specifically? Because it's an issue now that uh, the MTA has Wi-Fi on like a lot of things, right. trains and buses, people have been using that Wi-Fi because AirDrop works with shared connections. They've been using it to drop dick pics to people that are on their connections. So they'll just randomly send you a dick pic no, or they... a picture or something. That's terrible. Yeah, it, it's enough of a problem that like <laughs> legislation has been drafted for the MTA which doesn't draft any legend they don't do anything they're out here they're out here just literally siphoning as many millions of dollars as they can for them to step in this quickly is a thing and that's gross I wouldn't say quickly (laughs) Uh, London was actually one of the first places to have a cyber flashing uh, bill they started theirs in 2015 hmm and uh, Toronto, I think, have one. Uh, hopefully. The thing about this that makes it so creepy is, like, you have to be, like, within a certain range. So, you know, somebody within, like, I think it's, like, 30 or 50 feet from you sent the picture. Right. That's just... And, it's so, and New York is so tightly packed and full. And it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good. This is good news. This is makes me <clears throat> never want to visit New York ever again. Yeah. I'm never going home ever. And but it's good that it's happening. It is a city of uh, trash and um, airdropped phalluses. Just turgid. Random phalluses. Well, good on you, MTA. <laughs> if if you ever are in a trash city that has free Wi-Fi or open Wi-Fi, you could always avoid that by uh, setting your airdrop to contacts only. Even though you shouldn't have to because people should know that you don't send people lewd images that they haven't consented to it's so funny how many times we have to say consent (laughs) in this show but we do it's always good we have to reinforce it when we don't talk about it we forget completely about it so very true we need to talk about consent literally every day yeah well we we want to talking about consent a lot and I actually had to take a little time out from Twitter because there were so many conversations about like consent specifically like uh, there's some triggery conversations happening on Twitter right now. Cause I don't know if you watch the R Kelly 
Um, I am actually watching. I'm going to watch that tonight, actually. I kind of don't know if I can do it. And let's just say, if, if, if you ask somebody if they've watched a documentary and they say no, don't, like, chastise them. Because sometimes they might just not want to re-trigger themselves. And that's that's where I'm at. Like, I don't know if that's something I could sit through. Well, the thing is, is I, I was telling someone else that um, I didn't even bring it up whether they watched it because I don't think black women need to be reminded that no one cares about black women recreationally. Like, you guys know racism in America falls almost squarely on your heads as black women. So I don't think that you need to take extra time to figure out the depths of it and to figure out how several hundred people at least are willing to trade in a bunch of black girls for some music <laughs> like yeah like, like that's... i believe i can fly wasn't worth that much pain and suffering right and nothing anyone could say to make me feel different right but for me, it's also like somebody's like oh my god have you seen this r kelly documentary it's so eye-opening and i'm like how how is it just now your eyes are open to this shit the, the, the Torre interview didn't do it the expose that was printed didn't do it like the video of him urinating on a child that for some reason everybody was downloading and nobody was getting arrested for that uh that didn't nope i don't know i just i've I'm almost angry that so many people are shocked at this, at this stage, because people have been talking about this for so long. Right. And it just was like this sick open secret. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, R. Kelly, he's a pedophile. Lol. The fuck? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, everybody's saying, oh, well, you should watch to support it. And it's... It's not something you need... It it's educational, but if you already know the curriculum, you can skip it. We've known R. Kelly as a pedophile for a decade at least. I've known personally for a decade at least. People have known for longer. Obviously, I remember when I when I found out that Aaliyah was 15 and married to R. Kelly. I was a kid, and I said, she's 15? How come... No one cares. And then my mother ushered me off to some other topic. I was a little kid. And so I was like, 15? That seems mighty young, Mom. Why doesn't anyone care? Because no one cared. Yeah. There was nobody... a whole, I didn't realize there was a whole ass album. The whole ass album was about that. I learned like years later that the whole ass Aaliyah album with her produced by R. Kelly was like them being like their coming out situation. I'm just like, dip, 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 dip. Dip, dip. Yeah, we just like as a society, it was like, all right. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen the cover image or cover art for Age Ain't Nothing But Number. Yeah. Which also, he he wrote a song for a child called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Yes. And it's basically Aaliyah and then like him, like perched in the background, like right. some evil vampire right. uh, looking to suck her innocence away. And um, everybody was like, hmm, this is acceptable. Right. And apparently he, he but whatever, I'm not getting into it again. The point is, if you do not feel compelled to watch it, it's, you, it's in the interest of self-care. You're in the right. If you think everyone should be watching it, some people don't need to watch it in the interest yeah. of self-care. So leave them be. Like, it's just not something I, I'm going to push. We don't need you don't people. need you don't. I'm not, I'm not asking any black lady, any black femme, anyone to watch that program. It's um they already know the critical lesson from that. So they don't need to, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I need to watch it because I always say being a dude uh, being a dude is like being a child where I go outside and I'm just going to get dirty every day, so I have to rinse myself off every day. So I have to make sure that I never forget. <laughs> I never forget how we treat black women and girls. We, I make sure I never forget that. I'm, I'm unlikely to forget, but I need to make sure I keep reminding myself. But again, like I said, you do not have the same issue I have <laughs> with regards to that. So, yes, you can skip it. 
Skip really. No, no. I saw. <sighs> right. It's been it's been kind of hard to be on social media when you're trying very hard not to trigger yourself. Someone referred to the documentary as a trauma bomb for black people. Yes. That is so accurate. That's such a perfect description. Right. Because the tr- documentary itself is fucking with people. And then people are just like, it's another one of those things where we're finding out how profoundly unsafe, when black women are finding out how profoundly unsafe they are in different directions. Because if you don't want to watch a documentary is one thing, but then you go on social media and like your cousin's defending R. Kelly. You know what I mean? And you're just like, fuck. Or your friend is trying to like um, soft shoe their friends who are defending R. Kelly and I'm and we're just like, you know, these are your people. You can't you know, you yeah, can't be very them. happy that I have not had to do a lot of that. I feel like I've very carefully cultivated my social media. So uh like most of the horrible things I'm seeing are people retweeting vile shit going, Oh my god, this shit is vile. It's like I know you knew. Well stop putting it in my timeline. <laughs> Like, I wish there was a way, I wish you could, like, label a retweet, like, I am retweeting this in shock and anger, so, like, filter those retweets. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, that, instead of, like, a an edit tweet button, which would be a disaster, we need a filter for angry retweets. I think it would make the platform so much safer. Right. Or, uh people who don't want to go a little nuts right. i am one of those people <sighs> so what what do you this this new year we should make resolutions i always make sexual resolutions so have you made any sexual new year resolutions? sexual new year new year's resolutions hmm I have not given that any thought, but I think I'm going to continue the same one I had from last year, which is to be very intentional with not performing sex, if that makes sense. I've had, I've had, uh, please explain. I've had, um, quite a bit of sex in, you know, because, you know, you're in, because you're in a relationship and you kind of shouldn't. It's it's a weird thing for a dude to say, but it 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 is what it is. There's been quite a bit of sex that's been had because I don't necessarily want to deal with hearing anyone else complain about you know. Because when a dude says they don't want to have sex and that shit, just it hits like it it doesn't hit anyone's ear right as far as my experience goes. So when you're like a dude, like I have anxiety. So when I have anxiety, the first thing to go is my libido. It's gone. <laughs> Yes, and, I know that very intimately. Right, but that that is that is where I was for a while. Right, <laughs> and it's it's very weird when your entire persona is about uh, you know your being able to communicate sex and sexuality, and then you finally you find yourself un just completely uninterested I take an in issue. touched or touching or anything you know something i'm not gonna lie to you i take issue with that with you being characterized as someone whose persona is, is like you can talk about sex all you this, this, just because you talk about sex all day does not mean you always you are ready to have sex all the time and it's a it's a it's a false connection it's not no it's not it, it doesn't it, need, it is, it's a it's leap like false. here's the deal i wish people right but i'm telling that. you that if if you are listening to this show and you think you think that jayla is is ready all the time because she talks about it so freely that you're making a leap there's a gap between talking about sex studying sex understanding sex and having experienced a lot of sex and always wanting to have sex in real time it's a huge gap you're jumping that chasm yourself like tom cruise you just took a sprint and you jumped it <laughs> I also wish people would realize, like, I would always say, like, my interest in sex is almost academic. Right. It's it's because um, I don't, I or initially, like, I didn't get it. It wasn't something that was innate. Right. So I had to learn, but I did, and I was very proud of that. Right. And uh, 
it was something that I needed. I felt I need to do to grow. But I am now old and withered and I'm so tired. And it's so very, very hard to... Uh, I, I find I am not having as much sex as I used to have because what I would usually find acceptable to deal with <laughs> is just... I have such a low tolerance and apparently of the highest caliber lubricant is uh, just acceptance of people's bullshit. <laughs> if you could just look past the bullshit, you know, I, I can't more yeah. like I won't. Right. That was last year's sexual new year's resolution. I wanted to, to change what I considered fucking with mindfulness right like i felt like i was i was very connected and i was very thoughtful when it was about the act of having sex but last year it was really about me examining what happens before where are these interactions to get to the sex right. and how do i feel about them do i and i realized i felt like a lot of it was like completely unnecessary and almost felt like a bother and that's because I was I didn't enjoy the company of the people I was having sex with. Right. Um, so why should I be having sex with these people? Right. And uh, once that I kind of realized that I really just the numbers just dwindled. Right. And then it almost became like weird because I'm like, oh wow, I haven't had sex. Like I used to not go like three days without having sex was kind of hard for me at one point. Right. And now. I'm pretty sure I could do three months without right. thinking yeah. <laughs> or even counting. Yeah. I think yeah. that I, I, you know, you're done with the bullshit. Yeah. If you, if you took bullshit on it, if you, if you got tight, if you said, I'm not going to have sex with any bullshit attached, you'll wind up having less sex no matter who you are. So, yeah. So I applaud you. Do you feel as it as it as it helped your spiritual well being? Uh, I would like to say sure, but I guess because like I felt I had raised I don't want to say raised the standards, but definitely I have been more thoughtful with the people that I chose, mm -hmm. and it was still shit. So I was a little disappointed. <laughs> so it's kind of like like I I I put somebody through the crucible and it's like oh it's still garbage <laughs> so i don't know this year um was really gonna be out seeing if uh if 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 i'm a romantic possible that's a good that could be a thing can be a Who thing knows? are trying to well uh i tried the whole monogamy but like it was a really shite attempt. Right. I actually want to like the person and not just be like, oh, this person tolerates me. And they've just announced that we are now a thing. So I guess we're a thing like that. That's not how it's supposed no. to be. I want to have like, you know, something that's not uh, so tragic if you say it in plain English out loud. Oh, and you describe the circumstances of your relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I just was going about things very badly because I'm like, I need to, uh, I was looking for somebody who would be a good accessory for a office Christmas party. Yeah, it's a bad baseline. It's a terrible baseline and the sex you will have will be equally terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, well, then I think we both, I think I am now here. I am now having your sexual resolution from last year this year is i'm just simply i'm just simply not going to i'm going to examine who i'm having sex with and, and why, why i'm having sex yes. and it's, uh, it's, yeah i i started like a little like mind journal to like write it down but it was kind of like what do i like what do i think when i think about running and he was like what do i think when i think about fucking <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like really think about like oh, okay why, why is it that I, I really feel like having sex right now? 
Is it because I'm stressed? Is I'm a, uh, or do, uh, I was kind of hoping I'd come to this like epi- epiphany. It's like, oh, I need a deep emotional connection. Then I kind of found out that it was like the no. direct opposite. Like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I have very little interest in having this like emotional thing. Like, I don't know why maybe some therapy needs to happen. Hey, listen, being, being seen is really hard. And if you are tired and you're not used to being seen comfortably, you just eventually don't want to be seen by anybody. So the last thing you need is somebody inside you trying to fucking know you better as a person. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, mostly because it was very, I realized that um, a lot of the people who thought that that's what they were doing, they were really kind of like acting it out. And I felt like I was this unwilling participant in this like play where, you know, they already cast my part. And mm. they weren't really listening to see if I was even saying the right lines. They were just reacting. Oh, um, they were and, fucking through you. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that is very uncomfortable for me. And <laughs> yes, it is. I, I realized, like, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. just how I was thinking about sex was just changing or evolving, I guess. Like, I stopped thinking of it as a means to an end, which is unhealthy. Um, I stopped thinking of it as, um, like, something to do when I'm bored. Right. (laughs) I found more constructive things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just realized that I didn't feel like putting as much resources into attaining sex. Right as i once did um i see that that could be anything from you know i i have like 10 dating apps on my phone and that's that's just a lot of time when you think about it and during last year when i was like really going through this i'm like i i started like clocking how much time and i realized like every day um, I would spend like the commute right. on these dating apps. So that's like an hour and a half. And then like my lunch break on these dating apps, that's another hour. So that's like two hours or well, three and a half hours. And then I realized like I'm doing like, I'm like a part timer <laughs> with all the hours <laughs> I'm spending on these apps a week. And I'm not exactly meeting winners um so why am i on them do i feel good being on them i don't really think so Mm. so i feel like this is something i'm I'm probably going to step away from in 2019 Mm um and i realized i didn't actually want to meet people (laughs) i feel like i liked getting attention and then i'm like ha yes i've got the attention and then I'm like, oh, no, now I have to, like, meet you and talk to you. You want to fuck me? Fine, whatever. I had, this is, like, the price I pay for that attention that I got a couple of hours ago. Mm. Which also, yeah, like, this, does that sound sexy? Does that sound, no. does that sound like going to rev your engine? No. So that's probably why I wasn't as enthused about having sex. Right. So That all tracks. This is. I feel like uh, what they call it in sports this is my a rebuilding year. <laughs> That's true. Okay, you've uh, yeah. that is that is what happened. You you tossed out, tossed out old staff. Your yeah. your core concepts have changed. The even the the reason why you're engaging, why you even approaching sex have changed for the first time in a long time. Yes, though I did realize that like, it is need for me at least. Oh yeah, you definitely need to have sex. Nothing wrong with that, but. You're uh, you're not, you're no longer going. You're no longer making those two a.m. trips to McDonald's, and you can still be hungry, but you're just gonna hold yourself to a little bit of a higher standard for the time being. And also, I realized that, um, you know, hold out till somebody is willing to to bring you the McDonald's, right? <laughs> or hold out, uh, like I realized that. I am so instantly turned off when I don't feel like my effort is being matched. And if you've listened to the 
podcast, you, you can hear that my my level of effort is usually not the highest when it comes to relationships and or sex uh, or not. Well, not the sex. I usually have a lot of effort in the actual sex, but everything not the sex is usually <laughs> I'm just like I've done the task. <laughs> so now sex should happen. Yes. That's usually how I feel. And I feel like if you can't if you can't meet me there with, you know, it is have we like do you feel comfortable or care about my comfort level like I am considering your comfort level or your desires ever if you can't meet me I'm not even halfway like I need you to put in as much effort as I do if not more and I know that's that's like not the greatest thing to admit but yeah I, I kind of I, I want to be adored a little I feel like the fact that I, I bypass that for a while because, you know, I felt like since I'm not a relationship person, that I would be like kind of selling a false hope because uh, I, I didn't know if there was anything deeper. So, you know. Why, why go through the motions just to disappoint somebody? <laughs> but this year, I'm going to try to see if, uh, you know, maybe there is. Maybe I'm a well and I just have to break through. Well, and I will see how deep it goes. I'm trying. I'm, uh, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Um, the people do not make it easy for you to value yourself sexually. So it's always a longer, stranger journey than it needs to be. Because considering logically how much men want sex, you would think they would just inherently put effort into it and the follow through. But for yeah. something that we want all the time, we sure treat it like garbage. And we treat the yes. women like garbage. And we do this constantly. And it doesn't really make any sense. So it, unfortunately, when your self-worth is always met by people trying to, will always be met by people who want to remove it. And that's just terrible. It's not even that they have to remove it. Like, like I'll tell you, like low effort. Um, uh, I, I found a gentleman who I, I deflowered like a decade ago, right. and he came back. So I'm like, oh, I guess he must like me. So yay, we went on some dates. Um, I actually like brought him into like my friend group, which is something I don't usually do. Actually, something I've almost never done. Like, uh, I have a friend who does a comedy show every like first thursday in the month i've never brought a guy there right so that is like my usual you know social outing never brought a guy there i actually was like no no i'm gonna like part of of adult real dating is this person needs to know your friend group and i realized that like a lot of times where i date like i have dated people for like several years on and off that don't know my real name <laughs> Fair enough. And that's uh, that's not a great thing. Mm -mm. <laughs> Probably something I should examine. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to um, pre present myself as, as uh, more of a 360 plastic person and hopefully be able to recognize people for more than that. And then maybe hopefully sex will be interesting again. Because I'm having sex with, like, people. Right. Sex so. with people is good. Yeah, but, like, the, the little effort thing is, uh, like, the, that guy who, I will admit, just he just seemed comfortable. Right. Because I just felt like, you'll do. Right. Like, I could see this guy is built for, you know, suburbs and two kids and going bowling on Thursday with people from the company. Like, he just seemed so stable. And right. I was like, that is what I should go for. Yeah. And Dick was trash. <laughs> just this, this the sorriest stroke. Just everything was terrible. Hmm. Just, and it's not like he has to be, like, sexually prolific, but, like, he just wasn't putting the effort in. Right. And it's just not interested. Like, it's like, get me wet first. Can you? Like, is that a thing? 
can mm-hmm. do that. And every it was he's just not responsive to um like if I'm trying to communicate my right. my wants or desires or needs, I need somebody who's gonna be receptive to them. Right. Even if they don't like it, I right. need them to acknowledge that I am telling them about them at least. Right. So I like I used to say there's no such thing as bad sex. I was like, no, this is I'm having bad sex. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, okay, like it's not even is if he told the story of of that hookup, it's I hooked up with this chick that I had sex with for the first time. I got I came three times. It was amazing. Um that we we would have very different stories to tell. <laughs> and I'm sick of that. I would like us to, to have equal mm-hmm. stories. Uh maybe it took a while to discover what was going that was gonna get us both off, but it would be worth it. So I'm I'm no longer find as much fulfillment in being like um I don't know what's the sexual equivalent of a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> That's what I feel like I've been for way too long. Right. All right. So you are also done performing sex. We are both done performing sex. We're done with it. Yeah. The cunt cast podcast is done performing sex. Which is very weird. Cause like, as a cam model, my whole thing was I didn't believe in doing performances. I believed just we're going to have, you know, this authentic sexual exchange. Right. And it's weird to me. Like, like that was something I, I always did. But when I was having, quote unquote, real sex with my, you know, quote unquote, real partners who aren't paying by the minute... <laughs> It, it in, was very performative. In fairness, there is something to be said for the urgency level of someone who's throwing $50 at you or $100. You know what I mean? Like there, there is, an, there is an, a certain amount of urgency and effort there going into that that is not necessarily if someone just showed up after you came home from work with like four slices of pizza. That cost him $7. And now he's going to try and bang you for you know and he just kind of like showed up he might not have showered after the whole day he might just have four slices of pizza and then be trying to put his dick in you that the urgency levels are totally different you're coming in there like a professional they want a professional they're paying for a professional they're ready they're attentive i can see why i can see why a little more uh you had a little bit more of a genuine reactions with paying customers honestly because they're paying customers they're they're ready yeah. There... Also, I feel like if if they don't like what I'm doing, they they are gonna tell me, right. and I'm gonna be like, "Well, you want to see me come? This is how I'm gonna do it." <laughs> or I can say, "Well, let I'll try that. I'll see. Let's see." And if it's not working, it, I'll just tell them this isn't working for me. Right. So yeah. So yeah. We're the 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 see sexual performance for performance sake. Right. I'm I'm sick of like uh, being the magical dick fairy. That's right. Um, like take your broken penises and uh, run away. I no longer in the business of fixing them. You're right. So yeah. There you go. It's our, our sexual New Year's resolution. That's it. Wow! I just have to um, have sex in the new year. <laughs> well you know what even if you don't that's how that that's that's it's dedication. Be okay that's dedication okay to too. the resolution is that you know what i couldn't find a non-fuck boy like material to fuck and i also realized like like i have a fuck boy problem like i'm i have a like i'm just so not even attracted but i guess like i'm just conditioned to it's like pavlov's pussy like when I see a fuckboy, I just know, oh, that's easy dick. And maybe that's why they're, I've right. gravitated towards them. Right. And then, I mean, like I said, you, you, you can also 
throw in a little like you can go low effort yourself that's why you get annoyed when someone comes in with lower effort because you're not coming in there necessarily on a white unicorn yourself either you're exactly. coming in there with four slices of pizza and you're not coming in here with any slices of pizza it doesn't make any sense you're not even coming in with like a three liter of coke you're coming in with nothing looking to fuck again you could throw seven dollars on it you could throw some effort onto it you could hit the shower you can come in you could you know, we you can engage you more as a person. There's no shame yeah. in wanting that shit. Absolutely not. Yeah. Also, I realized like the biggest one of my biggest turnoffs now I've noticed is not respecting my time. Go on. Like I've had uh, guys who I've had very good sex with um, that I did value as sexual partners, but now I realize how they approach me. I don't respond well to it like don't hit me up at 9 p.m on a wednesday asking me to come over right i have plans and like why would you i guess i'm kind of like i'm very much an adult now why aren't these men who are usually older than me acting like adults Mm -hmm. and respecting my time like you schedule this shit (laughs) You make sure that I have the time and I've made sure I have the bandwidth to deal with you. You're right. Or don't, because I just figure like you want it to be good, right? So don't you want me to be ready? Don't you want me to, you know, have got whatever stress I was having that day? Know that, you know, I should be preparing to be in another person's space. And I just, I just feel like, that whole uh it's like an old person booty call because it's not like one in the morning anymore because i'm asleep at this point like that whole like good time girl era of my life is over like i need to sleep to function now right and the fact that people don't respect that it just uh gives me a soft off like (laughs) so much i mean i hear you extra dry <laughs> arid even <laughs> uh, you're right though you're right because uh, i guess i just imagine that like was he, he just like sitting on the couch like i am bored i wonder what the jail is doing like i don't don't do that shit i'm not that i'm not the one for that <laughs> maybe i was at one point but i grew up <laughs> And I don't think there's any problem. Like, if if you love sex on the fly, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not making a judgment call. It's just for the person I am right now, I have to recognize that, like, I just, I need somebody that respects my time. That's my new big boundary. So, oh, yes, having sexual boundaries. And not just sexual boundaries, but just having boundaries was another big resolution of mine last year. I feel I was a lot more successful with than I expected to be. Right. So I, I, I'm really working on being able to say no okay. and not fearing disappointing people. Okay. All right. So when you say you wanted to stop having sex that you know you shouldn't have. I totally get that. Yeah. I've taken a big I, chunk. I've taken a big, huge step in that direction, but now I just want to follow through. I think I'm doing okay. Yeah. But like, it definitely was a thing. Stop, like, fucking to be polite in 2019. That's our thing. <laughs> like, that, it, like, your junk is not, like, the the last coffee cake in the lunchroom at work that you just offer up because it's the polite thing to do. Don't do that. <laughs> you you are like top shelf pastry that you keep in your own desk because you're special. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh we're we did an hour already. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we did an hour wrap it up. That's right. As a matter of fact, um let people know how they can how they can hit you up so because what are they well i want to know what other people's new year's sexual re- re- resolutions are because we're not the only ones with them 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you hit me up, Blasian Bitch with a Y, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on almost everything, <laughs> except for Xbox Live, where I'm Blasian Cylon because fuck Gamer Gators. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just, you know, send me your, uh, I guess, hashtag 2019 sexual resolution. Okay. Uh, I'm ANS Freeman. Uh, you can do the same thing for me. I'm all ears. This is interesting. Might even, uh, if we get a few, might even talk about, might even uh, re- revisit this topic at a later date because it's not, this is, this is reasonable stuff. This is yeah. reasonable. So, oh uh, yeah. I'm going to like start a journal or some shit. <laughs> or post to my blog that's 10 years old today. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. And I want to remind everybody to support us. So like, subscribe, share, rate the blog, uh, blog, the podcast on wherever you listen. And we will see you next Tuesday. Enjoy what you heard? Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash unfridays and follow the network at twitter.com slash unfridays. You know what makes racists really mad? Black people having a good time. And we really have a good time making these podcasts. So, if you donate then it's technically the same thing as funding the unhappiness of racists everywhere. Awesome, right? You know what to do.